Every Man Podcast. Every Man Podcast. What's going on, brother Jake? Uh, big dog, Daryl Campbell. Not much, bro. I'm uh, I'm hanging out. I'm clipping and dripping. Uh, I'm 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 locked down uh, in the Corona Madness. <laughs> I'm uh, Magnus. <laughs> Corona Magnus uh, was a was a transformer. It was it sounds like a Decepticon that's uh that's uh, taking over the planet. Corona Magnus. Mm-hmm. He's uh mm-hmm. he's related to uh, Magnus Prime. Um. Yeah, man. A uh, lot of podcasts this week. We've been uh, we've been doing our best to keep the time occupied with uh, with our corona corona time on our hands. Uh, pretty soon we'll be getting those those sweet corona bucks. And uh, what are you going to spend your corona bucks on, Daryl? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I think um, anything that can. Get me outside and uh, not have to um, regret using my Corona boxes. So um, I think anything that can, you know, uh, get, get you outside active and you know, while still maintaining that uh, that level that level of health and safety uh, prescribed by our government. Yeah, I'm thinking I might spend half on Mountain Dew and the other half on fireworks. I think those are uh, two great investments. Yeah. I mean, because it's going to be a party when this thing opens back up. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, if we play our cards right, we, we might get a holiday out of this. I mean, what would you call it? The, you know, It'll be some sort of like back to work day, you know, but it'll be yeah. like everybody's excited to go back to work, but you don't get off. You have to go to work. Like national tight end day for the NFL, but obviously not with the same, um, you know, tone. No, it'd be, it'd be more like a we're, we we defeated the uh, you know Pandemic the big of, C of and we're back. <laughs> yeah, we beat the big C. Yeah. So this week on the podcast, um, we've got uh, guitar virtuoso extraordinaire um, Manny Unksown, Dave Weiner. Uh, he's a guy who is uh, he's I mean quite frankly one of the uh, the top you know kind of touring uh, gun guys you know he's he's been on the road with steve vai and steve vai's band for over 20 years and uh, he's got a number of his own projects uh, based out of the philadelphia maniunk area here and uh met him through um our good buddy uh former guest in the show dusty wearing from between the barrier we met him at a bt bam show a couple months ago and uh hit it off and caught up a few times at nam and uh, finally, once uh, you know Corona broke out, they were like, "Hey, we got some we got some time on our hands to do a podcast, my friend." So we uh, we hooked it up, and uh, and here we are. So uh, we're gonna kick it to our interview with Mr. Dave Weiner, and uh, make sure you check out his website, Gatopia.com. Uh, the that link will be in the show notes uh, for for more information on how to kind of take your game to the next level, or maybe. You find yourself, uh, you know, with all this free Corona time on your hand, you're going to be getting some Corona bucks, right? Maybe sign up for a little Gatopia lesson, do the one month trial and, you know, pick yourself up a nice, uh, you know, a nice axe and get, get, get to shredding. Yeah, do it. So what do you say, bro? Let's hit it. Let's hit it, man. Joining us today on the Everyman Podcast is a professional guitarist, Dave Weiner. Best known for his many years touring with Steve Vai, he is also the founder and host of Gatopia. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend, Dave Weiner. Dave, how you doing, buddy? Good. How are you guys doing? We're hanging in there, man. We're hanging in. We're all doing as good as we can, and I'm glad that we can still do stuff like this uh, amidst the insanity that's happening in the planet but the good thing is we can stay home but still connect yeah and that's why i've been saying you know i don't i don't like the word social distancing because for this reason a lot of us are being more social Mm -hmm. than we usually would have time to do which is you know it it is what it is but we get a little bit of time to uh to be a little more social physical distance yes social distance i no we're, we're we're, we're right there. We're, we're we're in there like footwear, man. I agree with you. I agree with you on that one. It's it's great. You know, like that was the the, the silver lining. You know, when everything kind of started coming apart and uh, you know things started getting canceled and you know jobs shutting down and you know Daryl Daryl's a NFL Films producer. So once NFL Films was was uh, saying, hey, let's take some time here, 
we were kind of like, all right, well, let's make the most of this. Let's let's look through the contacts. Let's hit everybody up that we've been trying to get on the podcast. And, you know, Dave, you, you and I have been talking for a while here. You and I met at uh, Between the Buried and Me show, I guess, at the Fillmore, uh, back when we interviewed Paul uh, Wagner. I had him on. You can check that out in the archives. And uh, our, our mutual friend Dusty introduced us. And Dusty was telling me that you're you're a great Philly guy and, you know, we should, we should get together. And we tried at NAMM. And then NAMM is uh, a beast. And it just... We got the best of us on that. I got the best of me that night, and uh, we couldn't meet up the next morning, and uh, and here we are. So, um, Dave, tell us, you know, where are you? What's up? You know, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Uh, I'm currently, I live in Maniog right now, which is just a little bit outside of Philly. Hey. And, um, hey, yo. You know, I'm, what am I doing? I've got a, a Philly, I've got a, a few projects. And that's the focus. I've got this band called Monument Shine that I started last year and um, came together very quickly. I just I wrote everything, put a band together, rehearsed, did a gig, released a single, a video, all that great stuff. Took the winter, um, you know, the holidays and such to kind of reflect on it, redirect the, the music. Because what, what came out, loved it, but it was a little bit of a different aim than I was intending so um, kind of spent the winter to think about it, really. Just reflect on, on, on the direction of the music. Adjust that. Uh, got a new singer, uh, because the singer that did the uh, band last year, great singer named Michelle uh, Lee, um, she was kind of doing it as a favor for me, not her forte. Uh, so she and I are doing a different thing, like a singer-songwriter type of thing. Got a new band, a new singer from Monument Shine, we're writing, and actually, because of this whole coronavirus situation, he usually comes over because uh, I got a you know a, a studio here that that uh, we can record everything. Um, but um, because of the coronavirus thing, we're we're writing over Skype, and right. we're writing now more frequently than we were before. And we just the last two days we got together for a few hours each day and banged out a whole a, a brand new song in uh, two sessions and love it and you would probably guess that the content of the lyrics it's about isolation desolation <laughs> perfect you know, what do we do <laughs> nice that kind of stuff uh, but it's a really it's a really cool song so I'm really excited we're gonna we're gonna write more um, the goal is uh, we've got a couple gigs luckily they're later in the year. So right now, as far as everything being shut down, they don't really affect gig, gig-wise for me. Um, later in the year, we've got some gigs. We want to get uh, a record out by the end of the year, and that's looking on, on par. Um, I'm working on a new acoustic record. I, I do these um, you know, unaccompanied acoustic. Uh, I did one unaccompanied acoustic record, and it's just a nice break from everything else. I don't have to write for drums, bass, you know, lyrics, all that kind of stuff. It's real simple. Um, so I'm working on that. That's also coming out by the end of the year. And then I've got a fusion band here in Philly named Visible at Night. And we've been together for a long time, but we haven't put anything else. We haven't put anything out. We started just, you know, the band is, is it's all improv for the most part. And we would just get together, go around the tri-state area, do a bunch of gigs Never put anything out. <laughs> it's like it's really stupid. You got to put something out. Um, it's it's just a waste not to. So we're trying, but they're finding um, they uh, Rob Smith and, and Mike Kernicki are in the band. They're you know local Philly guys, but they're finding that this whole situation is more taxing than usual. They're both still working, you know, fortunately, but. Um, it's just, you know, it's it's an unusual situation that we're in right now. So I said to the guys, much like you just described with, you know, having people on your show, I said to the guys, listen, hey, nobody's got any plans on the weekends now. So why don't we, why don't we, and, I, you know, I record, I can record here. Rob can record at his place in Jersey. And, and Mike's got a studio for his drums in uh, Delaware County down there. So let's, let's get together. Let's do this. And we're like, yeah. Uh, too busy right now. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what, what do you mean you're busy? <laughs> how, are you, how are you busy? How's but, that even happening? <laughs> you know, Rob's got twins, and Mike's Mike's uh, uh, you know his, his day gig is he does uh, computer uh, software programming and stuff. So apparently, you know, that's a an industry where a lot of people work from home anyway. So they're yeah. not they're not really 
it's not that they're not affected by it, of course, everybody is, but, um, you know, they can just sit at home and program and, and, and do their thing, so they're kind of still full steam ahead, so. Anyway, so there's a bunch of music projects happening that I'm, that's always the priority in my life. Music, 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 you know, and, and um, a lot of projects, but all with the intention of getting them all out and gigging. I, I, I would love to gig every single day, you know, if I could, and, and um, more projects means, you know, hopefully um, more gigs. That's, that's really all it's about. And then there's Gitopia, which is my online education, uh, guitar education subscription website. Uh, it's been around for, um, I think, uh, close to like four and a half years now, and it's time for uh, the next phase of it, and it's coming, but I'm kind of dragging my feet. <laughs> bringing it, Which, bringing uh, it forward a little bit. I, I got the website up, you know, right here as, as uh, you know, we got the Skype window open. I was taking a look at it th uh, this morning, and it's it's really cool because I know, you know, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a drummer, but also I, I play guitar a little bit. I, it's been a while, and I've been looking to, you know, start back up. And this kind of this uh, Corona Corona craze uh, has has given me the perfect opportunity. And and I'm looking at it and really like this is the kind of thing for people like me that, you know, maybe you have a little bit of bass knowledge or you have no knowledge um and it, it looks like it's something that you can kind of get your hand guided through and, and one of the things that you said j just now um you know was was everything you know the music is first and you talked that, about that in your in your video here which is you know everything you kind of teach there is to how to apply it musically right away and i know growing up learning you know i'm i've always been like a self-learner kind of person where I'll, I'll sit down with a book and, and and teach myself and you know as, as youtube has gotten bigger and more uh relevant that's been great for me you know especially when, once we got a house and learn how to you know grout the sink or whatever little house shit you have to figure out. i don't know how people did it before youtube you know um but uh it, it looks like uh like the, like they were saying the frustration of learn all these little exercises and stuff but not knowing how to apply musically so it, that's really the focus of Gatopia from from what I see which I think is really cool it is you know I, I've been playing for how old am I I'm 43 now so I've been, I started playing when I was 10 so I've been playing for 33 years I started teaching when I was 16 and through all that time and I've been through Musicians Institute and then the real education comes when you're actually doing you know absolutely you can go to school, but experience is the real teacher. And that's where, you know, you, you, you really get the education from real world experience and doing and uh, failing, doing again, succeeding, refining the process over and over. And for me, I'm, I'm a pretty simple person. I learn from doing, not from, not from books. Um, conceptually sure but it never really sinks in i think this is true for most people it never really sinks in until you actually put, put it into action and so when you pick up a guitar what is its action what's its purpose it's to make music it's not to escape and technique and, and all that stuff that's all those are all tools but tools for what right to make music so in the learning process if everything you're learning is not immediately being focused on the output of making music, it's kind of a fail. It's, it's, it, you haven't, um, or your teacher, however you're learning, if they're not pointing you outward after inputting the knowledge of, let's say, a D chord, understanding why that's a D chord, the notes in it, how to finger it and form the chord, get some strumming into your hands that's where it's now turning back around and outputting. And everybody should be focusing on that. Um, as you said, on YouTube and various resources, it's not always like that. And it's always baffled me. It's like, this is a musical instrument. I don't care about knowing everything. If it's just going to sit there and go to waste. And I always say, it's like going to Home Depot and buying one of everything where you just spent a lot of time and money. It does not mean you know how to build a house or grab <laughs> your sink or do whatever. You got you to gotta have yeah. the experience in doing to really put the tools to use. And, um, and that's a really pivotal philosophical 
element in in my role as a musician and a teacher because nobody knows everything and I can tell you that all the tours I've done and, and these tours with uh, like the G3 tours with Satch and, and Vi and, and then the various other G, whoever that was, Petrucci, Petrucci Mountain, yeah. Steve Morse, Steve Lugather, Paul Gilbert, and on and on and on and on. I can tell you that every one of these world famous master guitar players are practicing every day. For, for a good amount of time, at least an hour, but usually a little bit more. But Satch, Petrucci, and Malmsteen never stopped playing. All day, every afternoon, it was in his dressing room with a little Marshall micro stack. <laughs> How is that? Was that, and I, I mean, I don't want to put you on the spot, but was that like, I mean, one of those moments where you're just like kind of pinching yourself, like you're walking by and Ingve is like literally sitting there just sweeping like nonstop, like is that kind of surreal? Well, you know, I mean, uh, he he was always cool to me, and not to not to get into his personal stuff, but he was still uh, drinking then. But it didn't really matter. I mean, he was he was always cool. Now, from what I understand, you know, Steve does his Generation X tours with him, and Nuno and Zach Wild and Tosin, and and now he doesn't drink apparently, and he's he's just a, a, a bit different, um, you know, as anybody who's not drinking or doing drugs or whatever they're going to be doing when you're just sober, you know, things are, things are a little bit, um, I don't know, clear, whatever it is for sure. But regardless, he was always cool. You know, he, he was always cool. One time, you know, I was, I was still an Ibanez and Dorsey at the time and, uh, we were, we were getting ready to go on and he came up and backed me and put one of his, you know, 60 something strats that he uses. I think he uses like later 60 strats. Yeah, with the scallop, crazy scallop fretboards and stuff. But he put that on me and he said, There, now you're a man. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I used to, I, Best Buy uh, at one point had a, at a musical instrument store that they were piloting and I was a manager of one and uh, they flew me down to Miami to do some training and we're in the store and Next thing I know, I look up and Ingve walks in to the musical instrument store, and like he was like a regular at this like you know at this Best Buy. He would come in there all the time and buy computer stuff, and everybody knew him there. He, they did their home theater, and I was I was like, oh my god, there there's Ingve uh, Malmstein. How what a, what a day this is, you know? And he was super cool, super cool to us. So that's a that's really cool, man. So, you know, I was doing a little research on you and, you know, obviously you can kind of, uh, you, you can type your name into YouTube and find, uh, you know, how specifically you got into Steve Vai. But one of the things you said that I thought was really interesting is that you basically, and I'm paraphrasing it here, but you basically went to college, uh, then went to Musicians Institute and then went right onto the road with like a, 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 a humongous name in guitar. What, I mean, in hindsight, looking back at that, like, what was your kind of your head like going through that process of just were you just following like taking it day by day? Did you know you were on to this the beginning of this kind of, you know, whirlwind career with Vi and all that? I mean, what was that like? No, I mean, um, I mean, well, first of all, you know, yeah, I did go to college first. I got an accounting degree. Which I'll, <laughs> I'll never use. I don't even do my own taxes. I was going to say, <laughs> if you use it for your taxes. I don't like numbers. I, I'm not a numbers person at all, um, <laughs> but I did that really more to appease my parents than 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 myself. You know, they were like, "Just get a backup plan and then do whatever you want." And because and, I I wanted to go uh, to MI right out of high school, and I graduated high school when I was I guess 17, and they you know, but I'm glad I didn't because I don't think I was mature enough at 17 to really do it. So I ended up going when I was 21 after, you know, four years of college. And, um, you know, I, um, I went out there with no plan. You know I mean? I, how can you have a plan? I just knew I was going to go to MI. I figured I want to, I want to give music, uh, music industry a shot, whatever that means. Start off at Musicians Institute. It's a fantastic place to, you know, get your feet wet in Hollywood and the music, you know, industry out there. And, um, but I knew the only thing I knew going into it was I had to start. I had to meet people, 
you know, and I, I've said it before, and it's kind of obvious, you, you can be the best anything, but if nobody knows you, right. it, it not, it's not really going to bridge the gap towards work or uh, network and et cetera. So that's the only thing I knew. I, I knew as soon as I got there, I wanted to hit the ground running and, and get some kind of situation happening where I was meeting people. So I, I met uh, Steve's manager by complete chance of answering a, a, a one ad at MI that just said they need, they need an internship and it was a music management company. I was like, that's interesting. You know, I'd love to know how that side of things works. But by chance, it happened to be Steve I's manager. <laughs> um, so I worked for her, you know, for the year. And I was go, I was signed up to go to school there for two years. It was a two-year program. But worked for her and met Steve through that. And I, I've also said this before. If there was an actual audition for, for this guitar position in Steve I's band, there is zero chance I would have gotten it. There are a billion plus guitar players better than me but as we all know you know your net worth yeah. is your network it is not a it's not you got to have the skill but that's that's not all of it you know you you if you want to work with somebody you want somebody to come to your house or something like that you're going to go to your closest inner circle first and see if you can find that answer and then one rung out from there and out and out until you have to do like an open stranger, you know, call of some sort. So when it came time, you know, for Steve to, uh, he, he wanted to add somebody to the band and he and I got to know each other. He heard me play and there was no audition. You know, that that's, I get asked about that a lot. There was no audition. Steve just knew me. And yes, he did hear me play. I happened to be recording while I was at MI and um, just gave him the little demo that I was doing, and it was enough, you know, to get in to get into the, the situation. I'm, I'm glad yeah. you brought that up because you know that's kind of what I was I was hoping you'd get to is is the idea of networking. And Daryl, this is something we talk about all the time, bro. Is that you know uh, I mean just Dave in the way that you and I have have you know interacted and how we met and you know it's it's that's the key in this you know. Whether you're in sports or, or entertainment, any aspect of, of professional life where you're trying to promote yourself, you know, that's the most important thing is, is getting out there, mixing it up and talking to people. And I mean, it's just a, a simple introduction and, you know, you expand your network by one more person. And then, you know, next thing you know, like you're saying, if you have the talent, you know, uh, and, and the people... Um, I mean, we had Travis Levere on from, who also, you know, we saw at that show, he was he was torn with intervals. He talked about vibing, you know, that's the most important thing with these bands is that there's, like you're saying, there's so many talented, especially nowadays with guitar players. I mean, you, you go out to Nam and you throw a rock and you're going to hit 15 kids that are, you know, playing. It's just unbelievable, the talent level now. And um, not everyone can can hang, you know, and can be cool and, and can... And can uh, act like a professional so those are the, the the things that really separate everybody absolutely you know and steve I, i've seen him do tons of interviews and you know steve is doing um, some nice live uh social events now you know that we're all home he's been doing some and he, he'll tell you you want to be in a bus you know for eight plus weeks at a time with your friends, with your, you know, with people that you think of as family and people you can get along with, you know, because it's close, close, close quarters in there. <laughs> so you got to be there with your with your friends and you got to be able to get along from the second you wake up to the second everybody goes to bed and every part of the day, you know, in the afternoon, you, you pretty much do whatever you, you want to do. You got sound check, show after show, etc. You're not, there's really no, and Steve likes to hit it six seven nights a week and then one day off wow. so it's a it's a you know it's a it's a busy schedule but i honestly i prefer that the times where we're on tour and then we have like two two days off in a row or something like that feels like a waste of time i get i get itchy yeah i i get itching to get back on stage and i'm out here to you know to to tour i can you know lounge in my bed at home 
you know so steve steve luckily he, his mindset is similar you know he likes to be out there and just six seven nights a week of course you know there's nobody really singing so i think when you have a singer in the band you got to take more breaks so that you don't blow out the voice so much but um yeah you know it is it is about it is about who you know and that's something everybody already knows i think for the most part um then i'm not the most social guy ever um but you got to be cool that's really all and and it's not even you don't it's not about trying it's not about trying at all you you just it's got to be yourself and don't be a jerk and uh you know have some awareness some self-awareness some some respect um a lot of respect i think you know that's one thing that a lot of people um react to it's just just walk out the door no matter who you're meeting just Treat them like your friend already. Treat them like your family already, and that involves a lot of respect. And if we all thought like that, I think I think you know things would be a lot easier, smoother in life. You know, <laughs> I don't know, but um, yeah, you know, it's just it's been a it, it, it's been a whirlwind. You know, the last twenty years went by like that. It's crazy, you know, um, but severely educational and enjoyable and. Um, a lot of fun you know playing in steve's band and uh i don't think there's anything happening this year touring wise uh maybe next year but i know steve's working on a bunch of different things and everything's kind of a wash right now anyway while we're all on lockdown <laughs> yeah good good time to harvest new riffs man. down yeah i do feel for all the guys out there and gals and, yeah. and bands and such that had tours like full tours because that takes a long time to book yeah. and prepare and plan and rehearse and all that stuff and then gone like that that's hopefully yeah. you know everything is is postponed and not canceled and things can happen but it's a shame you know it's a, it's, it's a real shame well you know the the thing i've been thinking about is you know obviously you know we were talking before we got on on the podcast here is like it was kind of a shock and we kind of, I know Daryl and I needed, well, at least I needed to kind of wrap my head around the best way to kind of make the best of it, you know? And, um, I think, um, the bonus is that once things are back on, people are going to be really excited to go see their favorite bands and stuff again. So a lot of these, a lot of these tours that got postponed, I mean, I know like, uh, you know, a lot of them, if they hadn't sold out, I think, I think a lot of them are going to be doing really well when, when it comes back. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people once, you know, again, hopefully sooner rather than later, people are more than ever in our life probably are going to be really excited to get out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this could this could uh, really have a positive effect on, you know, just local live music, you know. I mean, that's a kind of a scene that's been struggling. Yeah. Yeah, a- absolutely. Um and, and everything in general. I mean, I, I, I was having a discussion about, you know, what do we walk away from this with? What, what's the perspective? I mean. Well, you know what it's made me think about? And, and you, you, I'm sure you can relate to this is like, I'm notoriously like, I'll, I'll, I'll try to make, I'm, I, we're all busy, right? And, and you want to you wanna stay connected with people and you try to make plans. And it's like, oh, let's get together and such and such a date and then you just you can't make it happen and you put it off and something comes up and you're like ah you know what we'll just you know we'll, we'll just push that off and i think for me it's making me realize maybe you know especially people i care about like can't do that like you gotta you gotta really make time for those people that you're already making time for you actually gotta stick with it and because you never know when shit's gonna just one day uh you know turn off Absolutely. I mean, hopefully one of the things that we all walk away from here is that time is running out, you know, um, it doesn't matter if you're young or old or, or, or whatever, something like this happens and all of a sudden everyone's time span gets cut drastically short. Um, so you can't put off, I mean, we could get into, you know, existential things here because you, you can't put off relationships or things you want to do or how you want to spend your time right. and that's something that i've been thinking of that's why i started the band last year i was like you know growing up all i wanted to do was just be in a band with a singer just fun vocal music instrumental stuff i've also always been a part of and i always will be but 
I realized like, oh, 20 years have gone by. I, I have never done that vocal project. So it's time to do it. Because mm-hmm. you, you, at the end of the day, reflect back on how you spent your day. Was it purposeful? Was it just to make money to pay your bills? Or did you serve your purpose? Most of the planet, it's just to pay bills, you know? For whatever reason, you know? But when you have a passion and you can actually execute it, and you still don't do it, that's that's a shame, you know? And still, most of us don't. Most of us have to uh, uh, earn an income doing things that are not the ideal situation, but somewhere in there. Like, that's why, like, with Katopia, I bitch about it sometimes because it's like, oh, my God, if I have to talk about the scales again one more time, you know. But <laughs> I'm not digging a ditch, you know what I mean? I'm not, right. I, I'm not out there doing something that is absolutely in, in contrast to my existence. I'm still doing something with guitar. I'm still doing something with music. Um, so Passion. I am I'm grateful for that. Absolutely. I mean, Daryl, you and I, we've been talking about this, right, bro? Like, I mean, what have we been saying that, you know, before this 2020, the year of the everyman, right? Yeah. <laughs> Without question, the year of the everyman. I think the, the biggest thing that uh, I'm hearing from you today, which is, it's so true and dear to my heart with respect to just, you know, I don't, not only the guys that we have come on that we interview, but just, just me in general, I'm just thinking about, you know, just kind of like my history with with respect to football and and now production and you know uh, you know uh, brother Jay we had Winston Delada Budir on the uh, podcast not too long ago. Delada Budir. And, um, he's he's yeah Delada Budir. That's a that's a lot. That's a that's a mouthful. But um, young young man out of uh, the University of Minnesota NFL draft hopeful. But uh, you know I was talking to him um, today. And he sent me a couple of videos about he's he's trying to get onto a you know onto a park that's not closed down because of all the corona craziness so he can practice, and um, he sent me a couple of videos and he was going he was doing some high knee drills to the right as opposed to the left and I could just immediately because of that experience that we're talking about just see a tell in his game and in his in his preparation i was saying hey listen why don't you send me those videos going to your left instead of to your right because i can tell that you're not going toward you're going toward your strong side and not your weak side mm-hmm. and then you know we, we talk about you know trying to practice our craft and one thing that you know this time off in a way has has, has shown me is we talk about spending that time with family and relationships and important people but this is also a time where i found that you can be more present with respect to that craft that we're uh, that we're that we're, we're we're practicing that we're trying to perfect yeah. and not just for ourselves but for those people and and dave as you well know for instruction you know what i mean sometimes you know you know uh whether it's the guitar lessons or like you say, you know, going through that scale or one more time, it's not just for you, it's for the people that need it most. And that's the one thing that uh, I love about this time off as opposed to, you know, being locked in and, and, you know, blinders up in office. I mean, I love that too, but you know, there's something that uh, there's something about the time where you can be present with the things that you're most passionate about that really brings out the best in you. Well, that, that, that's a, that's an amazing point and it's a, a silver lining i think to this whole experience because yes you know it's the people that go out to a job like a nine to five job where they have to leave their house and they go and they do it there's two parts to them where or multiple of course but it's like they're happy to be home you know hey i don't have to go to work oh great oh crap wait i'm not making a living anymore so so that's a problem. And then the other side of it is they love getting out just for the social aspect of it so they're not home all the time and their life has a bit more balance. But if there's a silver lining to people who aren't used to being home who can finally stay home a little bit and if they have the opportunity to not think so much about the stressful things that are involved in the situation that we're all in right now, you know, how we're going to pay the bills and et cetera, if there's a silver lining to it, it's exactly what you just said where hopefully they have that passion that's separate from the just the just the job you know and they have that passion football guitar whatever it is where now because time as, as we all know is the biggest commodity is the most precious commodity maybe now 
if there is a silver lining to all this stuff, they have a little time to focus on that passion. And like I said earlier, looking back on your day, how did you spend those hours? Was it for you? Or was it just to just to keep the lights on? You know, you got a family and stuff. Of course, everybody's got to do what they got to do. But looking back on your day where you could do that, but also serve your purpose, feed your passion and everything, hopefully some people are finding a little bit of re-sparked interest in, in the things that before life takes over, you know, you start getting married and have the kids and everything, buy a house, <laughs> before all that kind of stuff happens, when people are younger and they have these dreams about, oh, I want to be a football player, I want to be a guitar player, I want to get out on tour. You know, I, 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 I had another conversation about it's never too late. It's never too late, you know, 40s, 50s, mm. 60s, to, to, you know, listen, you, you're not going to be a football player when you're in your 50s, 60s or so, you know. <laughs> no, but, 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 part, um, <laughs> but, but you're not making a career out of it. But as a guitar player, as a, as a musician, you certainly can. And, and, and this, was, this was all wrapped up in kind of the things we're talking about here where, you know, listen, you have some time now. You want to get out and play, you gotta have you gotta have your stuff together. You gotta have a product, you gotta have something to play, whatever that's gonna be. You gotta have your band, you know. So if this is something you wanna do, I was talking about this with one of my students, you know, now's the time. You know, if there's a if there is some sort of optimistic thing here, it's that our most precious commodity has a little bit been handed back to us. So it's a different perspective on it's a terrible situation, you know, that's on the Right. And we're trying and, and and we're also all I mean, we're we're not we're not coming at it from a way that that we're like looking down from our, our you know, ivory towers here by any means. I mean we're we're all very much, you know, working working every man here and, and we're talking about ways that you can you know, you can improve yourself really you know and improve what it is that you're passionate about in these times so yeah. i think that's uh i think that's all you know it's terrific and it's what we're you know what we're striving striving for and you know i know with us we we've we know we've been cranking out podcasts left and right now with with uh with the downtime and and getting that going and um you know a few more questions here i have for you before we wrap up sure. um we'll take what uh, what uh, kind of bands that are out there now? What what artists are you listening to that are kind of influencing you as you move forward in your your progression? You know, it's an interesting question that I was asked the other day. Same thing, but the interesting thing about it is that now more than ever, I don't know the artists because I'll just tell Siri, you know, play some classic rock. Or play, um, there's a great mix on Apple Music right now called the Chill Mix. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great playlist of all, like, more fusion kind of bands. I don't know, I don't know who I'm listening to, you know what I mean? Because it's kind of in the background while I'm doing stuff, you know? Um, but if something stands out at me, I will stop and I will figure out who it is. Uh, but for the most part, it's 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 less it's less uh, personal in a way because I'm not really choosing who to listen to anymore. It's more so a, a you know feed me feed me yeah it's a service provided to you inside of this genre yeah, yeah. it's it's um, it's a different situation so I don't have a great answer for that I'll tell you I have been listening to I just listened to um, last few weeks. Um, Josh Smith, you know, he's a blues guitar player, singer, producer. Um, he put out a, a, a DVD and a, and a live record. He's fantastic. He, he's a, just a fantastic player and writer um, and singer. So I've been enjoying his uh, stuff. I've been revisiting a lot of Stevie Ray Vaughan stuff. Um, Can never go wrong with Stevie Ray. You know, he's he's my favorite blues player. He's one of my favorite guitar players in any genre because he was just so unapologi unapologetically just this this guitar. I am going to beat the crap out of. Oh yeah, and, just you can hear the feel that he had. You know, that the tone. I mean, it was all. That's something I I, I really learned from from Dusty. You know, hey, like 
hanging around him and, and the BT Bame guys is is how much a guitar player's sound can actually just be there in their physical hands, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you start seeing like, oh well, I've watched you pick up and play through anything, literally a lunchbox, and it still sounds brutal. Like it's you know, it's got to be in the hands, you know. That at a certain point, you know, you can you can strip away all the gear and all the uh, you know pedals and i mean that's the that's the interesting thing because like you know i'm i'm primarily a drummer but i've always been fascinated by this guitarist never-ending search for tone and it's like a it, you'll never find it like you're always and i i like it in the sense that it's a uh, you're constantly looking to improve but at the same time like drummers have a whole different philosophy on what their role is as as a musician right. And it's like to me, I'd be like, well, at a certain point, it's got it's got to serve a function of of rhythm. So, I, I can't really, you know, you can't waste all that time. And and uh, it's just that that interesting kind of comparison between you know being a guitar player and a drummer. But uh, yeah, you guys you guys love your gadgets. Well, you know, it's it's a perspective thing, and it's. For the most part, at least in my world, a wrong perspective. Because there's a lot wrong in the entire education system. But it's 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 so much about mentality and perspective. And tone is all your thoughts. It's all your attitude. It starts here. It's and then your hands bring those thoughts to life on gear. Right, but that's the problem. The people that are—I don't search. I've been done for a long time. The people that are never-ending—they don't get that it's here first. And, and for people who can't see me, I'm pointing to my head. You know, you—you <laughs> have to—you have to know what you want to sound like, and you bring that out in your in your attitude on the instrument, the way that you physically touch it, like you said. But then the guitar, yes, you do have to know, uh, do I like humbuckers or single coils? Do I like alder or ash or mahogany? You know, what, what, what do I like 50 watts, 20 watts, 100 watts? What kind of tubes? What kind of speakers? How many up? There's a lot in this formula. That's for sure. And I'm not even talking about pedals. But um, some people will never find it because they're not looking in the right place. Interesting. The right place inside of your head. What do you want to sound like? And it all starts from influences, sure. But it's not just that. We don't need a carbon copy of somebody. We don't need a carbon copy of anybody. Just what do you want to sound like now build off of that influence? But they're looking in the wrong place. And that's why there's a lot of people who they just cycle through gear constantly. <laughs> Trust me, I've been in, uh, yeah, I've played with uh, many of them. You know, it's, it's always it's always a new, uh, oh, what do you got today? Like, you, you, you have three different, three band practices in a week, and I see five different guitars that they had, they were all new purchases that week, you know? It's, yeah. uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, in, it's inside, and until that is looked at, you can, you can search and find their answers outside from simply going to a guitar store in one day. And, and, and having somebody with you who knows what they're doing and saying, all right, this, this is a humbug, this is a, this is a, you know, a, a Les Paul, and this is my maple over mahogany with these humbuckers, and that's got a certain sound to it versus that's beautiful. Or, yeah. or, or something else, even another Gibson, like an SG or a 335 or something, I guess, in over here. And we're going to, we're going to plug that all into the same amp. You hear those differences? Great. Now let's go to a different amp. You know, you have to go through each piece, and you can get that education in one day. It's just the perspective is not really looked at that way. And plus, also, people love the hunt. Well, it's fun to go try out 50 pedals, you know, 50 chorus pedals in an half. Drag your girlfriend to the Guitar Center. Those are, those are said, Daryl, back in the day, man, let me tell you. That, that was what uh, what I would love to do on a Saturday afternoon is just drag some poor girl to a guitar center and and let, watch me watch me uh, try out distortion uh, effects and uh, yeah does this one sound beefy yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny because yeah, um everyone gets Mike, that Mike. exactly <laughs> it's funny Mike was uh you know Mandini was on the show with us not too long ago and he was talking about that whole search for truth and he said that the, the, the you'll find it when you come back to yourself. 
Yeah. And um, the, the cool thing about that is even in the production industry, you know, you have a bunch of producers that love options. They love tons of shots and they love tons of beautiful shots. But options don't make you optional. Options don't make you optimal. Sometimes you just got to have a clear picture in your head of what you want this cut to be and then yeah. bring it out because otherwise nobody will ever see you. You know what I mean? So that's right. That, that, that's it. I mean, again, if you don't if you don't know what you want, those are the people who need all the options because they don't know what they want. You know what I mean? And, and, and options are great. You know, the true meaning of wealth is simply options. So but do you really need that many? And that's something that I've actually really been been processing. Actually, one of my, if not the only New Year's resolution that I had this year was to simplify my life. I was going to say it was to simplify your pedal board. Simplify. (laughs) No, not not the pedal board. That's been simplified for quite a while. But but it is kind of like I I don't need all this stuff that I kind of have around me. So I've I've been slowly but surely just kind of cleansing you know, cleansing, because, like, all this stuff over here, I, I, I've all used it. I've used all this stuff on world tours, but I don't really use it right now. I, you know, these are my main cabs back here. So, you know, oh, you might use it one day again. Sure, I might, but, but I don't, and I can always get it again. But let's just get rid of everything. If you know what you want, you don't need the clutter, and that means metaphorically and physically, you know, literally. So it's that Marie Kondo, right? The what the Marie Kondo, the 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 little the Japanese uh, lady that that bring get rid of things that don't bring you joy. Well, it's that, and I'm not a I, I organization is motivating to me. You know, when there's clutter, when there's a mess, I I can't stand it. I can't really get any work done when I'm like that. So it's just been you know. It's a great point where if you know what you want, no matter what field it is, you, you know, you go directly for it and you can get better results from that than just fishing. You know, well, maybe this won't work. Maybe this won't work. Whatever it is, you know. I just did the same thing. Speaking about production, I just replaced all my cameras here and uh, they're all manual cinema cameras. No idea. You know, so it's been it's been months. It's <laughs> nice. been months of buying and uh, thank God for Amazon sending yeah. thousands and thousands of dollars in lenses. That's really like I have, I have no idea. It gets know, complicated. So need that lens. You need it. <laughs> it's amazing. You get you could look ridiculous or perfect. You know, with the wrong lens can really make you look like a clown. I I I didn't know anything about any of this stuff until I started getting these new cameras, and I was like. This is probably not the best solution, but I, I loved their what they were doing for me um, until you know I realized there's no autofocus. This is going to be all manual. These are cinema lenses, cinema cameras. So, all right, here we go down the rabbit hole of you know spending way too much time learning all about it and learning the philosophy of marry the lens and date the camera. That that kind of <laughs> made a lot of sense to me. Because the camera technology is going to come and go, but if you have a good piece of glass on there, that's you're, you're going to want to hold on to that for a while. So it's it took me forever to figure that out. But now that I know what I want and need, I don't need the options. So I narrowed it down. It took a while, but it's again like any anything in life, you gotta you gotta have a little bit of schooling, and then but that schooling is experience, not not anything else. Because I I read, you know, like anybody else. First thing I'm going to do is go online and start reading about this stuff. This doesn't really work. I was like, listen, I'm going to abuse Amazon right now. I ordered, <laughs> I ordered every lens that I thought might work and um, tried them all out, figured out what did work, and sent everything else back. So I apologize to Amazon and, and uh, whoever else, but that's what they're there for. I, I, listen, I'm not going to be sorry <laughs> for Jeff Bezos and his billions of dollars because I want to return some lenses. You know? Listen, I think as long as you keep one, that's fine. 
You know, if you're trying to find one, you can, it's it's when you're when you're renting them. You know, that was you know I, I spent some time working in a music store, and then there was always the guys rushing in at six o'clock on a Friday looking for a bass amp, and then miraculously the bass amp they didn't they didn't need it anymore on Tuesday. You know, it was uh, it was <laughs> it was it was a classic. Uh, you know, it's a classic uh, classic tale as old as time. So, um, where can everybody keep up with you? Uh, where can people uh, check out? You know, if they want to sign up for Gatopia, all that stuff. Where, where's where's the best way to, to, to keep up with Dave and all, all good things uh, in the Gatopia universe? Gatopia.com is where you find the site. Again, if you, I always say to people, listen, you know, there's a lot of great resources out there for sure. But just make sure you're, 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 you're connected somehow. And I don't mean personally, but I mean, you have some sort of draw or connection or inspiration from who you're learning from. Because everybody can be online right now. Everybody can call themselves a professional or an influencer or a teacher or something like that. But what's the credit? You know what? What, right. what is the what is the validity? What is the experience that that put, that gives you that title? Um, so I just say to people, listen, I, I'm 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 um, I've spent a lot of time thinking about the things that I am involved in and doing them and executing them and experiencing them and refining the process and over and over and over again. So the learning process for me, again, it's just, I want simple, I want quick, I want musical results. So if you're in tune with that, Gatopia is going to be for you because that's everything that I, nice. uh, everything that I think about in that regard is in those lessons. So that's what the website's about. And then, you know, of course myself and, uh, Gatopia and the bands and such, Social media, every, every social media, you'll find uh, Monument Shine, Visible at Night, Utopia, myself, etc. Awesome. Well, I'm definitely going to check it out, Dave. It's been a, it's been an honor having you on the show, man. And uh, I, I can't wait to you know you've been you've been sitting in front of all these beautiful uh, PRS guitars. Uh, I can't uh-huh. wait to uh, once this is over, come by and, and crack a yingling with you and check out some of those definitely. beautiful guitars, man. So s- stay healthy, be safe, and uh, we'll catch y'all next week. Likewise.